Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hassan, joined once again by AJ Ponciano. AJ, how are you doing here today? I'm doing good. How are you now? Doing great. We're 29 episodes down. This is the 30th and final episode of our On the Court series. As mentioned, we basically are going to go over each individual NBA team. It was the first year that we did it. I'm super glad that we did for a couple of reasons. One, because I've always wanted to kind of continue with the NBA and kind of go into a deeper dive there. But two, as far as my fantasy basketball drafts on Wednesday, it's actually going to help out tremendously. So I'm really glad we were able to do this this season. And this is the final episode here. Play the, the final countdown music, right? We've gone 29 episodes deep and we have the final one here. And I always like ending these series with, you know, whether it's the Super Bowl champion, World Series champion, or the NBA champions from last year, the Denver Nuggets. Have a little bit of a a bad feeling with the Nuggets at times just because they knocked my Timberwolves off. But, hey, you know what? Nuggets are a really good team. I was glad that Jokic was able to uh, to get his ring. So, anyways, guys, if you guys have missed any of the first 29 episodes, shame on you because there's 29 of them. But I'll go ahead and tell you what we do on these shows anyways. We go over our three key players, our bust, breakout player, sleeper player, team MVP, key draft picks, slash offseason moves, two keys to success, and our standings prediction for the upcoming year. So, Without further ado, go ahead and give me your three key players for the Denver Nuggets this season. So I think the obvious two, first one is going to be Nikola Jokic. I mean, Jokic has been, what, two-time MVP now, uh, world, Ser- world champion. I mean, he's done basically everything you want him to be able to do. I think, if I'm not wrong, he was a second-round pick. I could be wrong about that, or like a late first-round yep, pick. Yep, second round, 41st overall. Yeah, second round, 41st round, still only 28 years old. Uh, last year, or the last couple of years, it really shown off what he's able to do. The big thing I really like is that he plays most of the games of the season. Uh, the lowest amount of games he's ever played in a season is 69, and he started all 69, and it was last year. Uh, and But after that, I mean, the next lowest is 73 games. He's had multiple years with 80 games. Uh, so just, I mean, everyone knows who Nicole Jokic is at this point. And then next one's going to be Jamal Murray. I think this is the other obvious one. Uh, I can't remember exactly what the injury was. Like tw- I think it was torn ACL it was. Uh, they did a couple year- couple years ago. Uh, we saw what he was able to do in the bubble. Uh, and that time in 2020, I mean, he was a- uh, he was great there at the bubble. Uh, but last year, coming back from the ACL injury, played, played only 65 games, uh, started all 65, 33 minutes per game. Average 20 points per game, uh, 3.2 rebounds, four assists, or sorry, six, 6.2 assists, four rebounds, one steal per game. So he's always been solid defensively. He doesn't turn over the ball that much, especially for his usage rate, and also uh, him not having to be the majority ball handler, uh, like how he kind of was towards the early parts of his career. My last one, I think it can go up between quite a few people, but I'm going to go with MPJ, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. was one of the most talented high school players one of the top uh, high school recruits going into college and then at Missouri he obviously had that horrific back injury but and that was one of the big things going into his career when he was drafted he still had the back injury uh, back in 2018 uh, he didn't even play at all but since then uh, he's playing 55 61 nine games in 2021 because of an injury and six 62 games last year averaged 17.4 points per game, 5.5 rebounds, one assist, uh, because we all know he takes every shot. He does not pass the ball ever. Uh, But 0.6 steals, 0.5 blocks, low turnovers, uh, low fouls. He also shoots the three very well. Last year, 41.4%. 
Uh, Bond's career is 41.7%. There's just that one year in 2021 where you played the nine games where his percentage did uh, take a hit because he did shoot very low uh, within that time. But normally from the field, uh, his career average is 50.6. Last year, 48.7. I think that he's he's still super young at 25 years old. I think that he's going to be one of the main parts of this team. Uh, he fits the team very well. He's a great shooter. I think that's something that they really need. I know Nicole Jokic, he's not the best shooter, but he still shoots some. But he's but MPJ is one of those perfect players to match with him because Jokic is just going to go down low. Uh, if he has the shot, he's got a shot. But he's also a great passer. I think MPJ, being that great shooter he can be, being that knockdown shooter, is exactly what this team needs. Yeah, I mean, the first one's Nikola Jokic, the two-time MVP. Maybe got snubbed a little bit for a third time in a row. Talk about a guy that just hates his job, and he's signed a five-year, $276 million deal. Like, there's so many memes out there with Nikola Jokic. Like, I saw a TikTok the other day when they had reported the training camp. He just looked pissed off. that He he was, like, looked like he had not touched a basketball since they won an NBA championship. And to be quite frank, he really doesn't need to because he is the best player in the NBA, in my opinion. I missed the guy last season, 24.5 points per game, 11.8 rebounds, 9.8 assists. Almost averaged a triple-double. Technically did if you want to round up. 1.3 steals, 0.7 blocks, 38% from three. 82% from the stripe. I mean, the numbers speak for itself. It's ridiculous. But I always kind of find it funny just because of Nikola Jokic, this guy, as mentioned, like he just seems to like hate his job, right? I mean, he doesn't, or maybe he does. I don't know. But it looked like in that TikTok, like he was so pissed to be back. And all the comments were just trolling him, just basically saying like, yep, you know, it's when it's, when it's your first day of work and you don't want to be there. But he, I also saw a report that he was considering retirement at one point last season just because it was so boring dominating the league that he's been doing i think that was more of a joke but it just kind of goes to show like how Jokic just doesn't seem to care but he's been very efficient i was always on the court for them and, and obviously he's the best player in the, in the nba in my opinion second i'm gonna go with playoff murray look jamal murray just for some reason seems to come alive in the playoffs he's fine in the regular season but in the playoffs he's a different breed last season in the regular season had 20 points per game four rebounds 6.2 assists one seal also shot 39.8 percent from three 83 percent from the stripe He's like Nikola Jokic's right-hand man. Look, Jamal Williams does play that point guard position. And as mentioned, he's a tremendous asset for the Denver Nuggets. And he's one of those guys, obviously, we talk about his ACL injuries, I believe it was, and you know, missing some time and all that stuff. I believe the 2021-2022 season, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, he's able to be on the court. And he's a guy that's very efficient for the Denver Nuggets. And it's kind of funny. His rookie season, he played in all 82 games and only started in nine of them. But obviously, his minutes are up. He's been very successful last season. His first season back from injury was tremendous. And, more than anything, these two together, especially when they get into the playoffs, is just a different breed. I mean, when they don't aren't in the playoffs as well, he's obviously good. But just in the playoffs, Jamal Murray is different. So if you can get some more consistency from him, not in the playoffs, the Nuggets are in a good position. And finally, I'm going to go with an interesting one. There's some interesting choice I can go for the final one, but I'm going to go with Michael Porter Jr. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. was a guy, I believe he was drafted in 2018, if I'm not mistaken, but missed his first season. You know, obviously came from Missouri. He was projected to be the number one overall pick, but ended up, you know, dealing with that back issue. But he's been very efficient when he's been able to be on the court for the Denver Nuggets. Last season started in all 62 games he played, had 17.4 points, 5.5 rebounds, 0.5 blocks, 0.5 steals, shot 41.4% from three. In 2020, shot 45% from three and hit 80% of his free throws last season. And he did all this in 29 minutes per game. Health is obviously the biggest thing with Michael Porter Jr., and that's obvious, but you know what you're going to get out of him as long as he's able to be on the court, has some up and down seasons. But I think he's an X factor. I really do. I mean, at the three spot there, he plays great defense, obviously great offense. It's just an overall great 
player and a great addition to that starting lineup and that starting rotation. That's one of the reasons why they've been able to have success this season. It's just because of his ability to play both offense and defense very effectively. So like I said, with Michael Porter Jr., it's consistency and being on the court, but when he's able to be on the court, I mean, he's just tremendous. All right, what about your bust? So for my bust for this team, I have DeAndre Jordan. Uh, he's getting older, 35 years old. I think he was a really good second-round pick by the Clippers. I mean, obviously what he was able to do there, uh, the Clippers, him and CP3, Blake Griffin. But he's on the tail of, it, of his career. This is probably going to be one of his last seasons. Uh, he's 6'11", 265 pounds, 35 years old. Last year played in 39 games. Uh, started eight of them in that time, 5.1 points per game. 0.9 assists, 5.2 rebounds defensively, 0.6 blocks, uh, 0.3 steals. Again, he's towards that tail end of his career. He's averaging 15 minutes per game. Uh, year before that, he was with uh, the Philly and the Lakers, only averaged 13 minutes per game. It was kind of surprising a couple of years before that, he was still in the, uh, 20 plus point or 20 plus minutes per game uh, in the time. But again, he's just not the player. He's going to be basically the third string, uh, second, third string there. Uh, for the Nuggets, I just don't see him doing much. I mean, I don't think that there's much expectation. I don't think everyone's going to think he's going to be that player that he was before. Uh, but just as a whole, I mean, I think DeAndre Jordan, again, he's old. I think he's going to be a good – he's still a good veteran player to have on the team uh, because he can play in those uh, minutes, go get your rebounds. He's still good defensively as a whole. And also, a fun fact, he he did shoot 100% from three last year. I believe he <laughs> shot one three last year and drilled it. But he also shoots 45.8% from the free throw line. So take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm going to go with Christian Braun. Look, Christian Braun's 22 years old. He was a 2022 21st overall pick for the Nuggets last season. Christian Braun, Braun was all right in his rookie campaign last season, but I just hate the guy. I mean, he was just such a bitch, no offense, in that series against the Timberwolves. He thought he was really the shit, and he played, like, some quality minutes there in the postseason. Played in 76 games, started in six of them. Kind of reminds me a lot of Jamal Murray when he was a rookie, but I don't know. I don't think Christian Braun's that great. I don't – I mean, 4.7 points, 2.4 rebounds, and 15 I don't know. For me, I just don't think he's that great. He's 62.5% from the stripe in area – for improvement, obviously. And for this Nuggets team, I mean, in my opinion, he'll probably be the backup two behind Contavious Caldwell-Pope. So I just don't see a lot of opportunity for Christian Brown going into his second season. But, hey, I just talked about last season how, you know, the second seasons are the biggest seasons for these guys. So maybe he will end up having a breakout campaign. I don't know. I just kind of got a bad taste in my mouth. I thought he was a little bit too cocky for being a rookie and being on kind of a super team that he was. So we'll see. Okay, what about your breakout player? So, actually, I'm – uh, my breakout player is going to be Aaron Gordon. Uh, Aaron Gordon was solid last year. Uh, he was a big part of this team. I think he was a very forgotten part about, of this team. Spent a lot of time uh, with the Magic, drafted back in 2015. Uh, spent the last three years uh, here with the Nuggets. Last year in 68 games, averaged 16.3 points per game, 6.6 rebounds, 3 assists. Shot 56.4% from the field, which is up 3% than his career average. 34.7 from three, which is up 4%. He's never been the best free throw shooter. Last year, shot 60.8%. His career average is uh, 68.6%. But last year, I mean, he had a really good year, and I wouldn't be surprised if he matches that year. Defensively, uh, both steals and blocks were at 0.8. 
Uh, shot very efficiently from the field, played a good amount of games. I wouldn't be surprised if he did something very similar. I think a lot of people only really remember Aaron Gordon for his good dunk contest uh, being in those. I mean, those were great, but he's also still a really good player. Uh, still only 27 years old, uh, which is, or 28 years old, sorry, now uh, at this point. I mean, he, I think a lot of people for, just forget about it. I think all people remember is the dunk contest, but I think that he's one of those guys that he really fits this team well. Uh, he's been a really, uh, really solid stretch uh, four for them. Uh, he's also, again, very, pretty good defensively, uh, but he's able to score, which is one of the things that he's been a beneficiary of because of Jokic, being able to get those double teams and all that he does down low. Goran's always right there to be able to be a beneficiary. But I wouldn't be surprised if he has a very similar year uh, and does something very similar. I mean, who knows? He Being with this team and all that, he could be a first-time All-Star. That, I, I think that's going to be a little more of my bold take. I think he's going to be the first get his first All-Star game in this year. So I'm going to go ahead and go with Hunter Tyson, a forward from Clemson. He's actually was drafted in this year's draft class in the second round. He played five seasons at Clemson, has tremendous potential, shot 40% from three last season at Clemson, which, again, this team seems to have, like, a lot of shooters. But, I mean, adding guys like this obviously is huge. He learned how to use his size through experience, which is kind of interesting. I saw this quite interesting when I was looking up, you know, Tate for Hunter Tyson. But he was one of those guys that, like, needed all five years at Clemson to be successful. And quite frankly, I think he did have a really good campaign there. And that's one of the reasons why. It's just because he was able to figure out how to use his body and then figure out how to have success, basically. So good to see that. He learned how to use his size, as mentioned. He's been injury-prone at times, which is something that concerns me, especially on this Nuggets team. But I think there's good potential for him. And this season, he's got the opportunity to play the three and the four position you know, I think like maybe potentially a backup role. And what I mean by that is looking at the four spot, you got Peyton Wilson, even at the three spot, Justin Holiday. I mean, Hunter Tyson could definitely mix in there and be successful for the Denver Nuggets this season. He's a guy that nobody is expecting to. So I think you have a good rookie campaign, which is obviously important for multiple reasons. But I just think in general, I'm really excited to see what he's going to be able to bring. All right, go ahead and give me your sleeper player. So my sleeper is KCP. Contavious uh, Caldwell Pope, uh, 30 years old now, uh, was drafted back in 2014 by the Pistons, spent some time there also with the Lakers, with the year with the Wizards, and then last year with the Nuggets. Uh, last year in 76 games, 10.8 points per game, 2.7 rebounds, 2.4 assists, shot 46.2% from the field, which is up 4% in his career average, 42.3% from three, which is up 6% from his career average. Also shot 82.4% uh, from the free throw line. Defensively, he's been he's been really solid throughout his career. Last year, I believe was a career high with 1.5 steals per game. Also a career high in blocks at 0.5. Doesn't turn the ball over, only 1.1 turnovers per game, less than two fouls per game as well. So uh, he's not reaching when he goes to get those steals. He gets them pretty cleanly. Uh, last year, I mean, his points were down as a whole from his career average, about two points per game. Uh, and and down about four points per game from his career high, but he plays most of his games. The least amount of games he's played in a season uh, was a few years ago during the COVID season with the Lakers. He only played in uh, 67 of the games, but he starts basically every single game. Uh, ever since basically his second year where he played 82 games and outside of his second year with the Lakers where he played in all 82 games, uh, he's basically started every single game. That season with the Lakers he started only 23 but outside of that he started every game last year for the Nuggets and I think that he's very a very good spacer he's really good defensively 
Uh, this team isn't the best defensively either. So having a guy like Pope who's able to guard basically the one through three, uh, I wouldn't see. I wouldn't ask him to really guard any four or fives just because he's still six five, but he's a little bit older and two only two hundred and four pounds. So it's one of those things that he's a great defender. He shoots very well. Uh, and he's also been able to get a lot more open looks and play a little bit better basketball with the Nuggets this year. And I, again, he's started every game. Uh, and I think a lot of people don't understand or realize that he started every game. I feel like a lot of people just think that he comes off the bench. Yeah, I got KCP. I mean, look, this is a guy that, like, is forgotten in the rotation, right? I mean, that's expected when you have – you know, a rotation like Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, MPJ, and even Nikola Jokic. But he was very impactful. He's 30 years old, okay? He's entering his 11th season, I believe, in the NBA. And uh, last season, 10.8 points per game. Shot 46% from the field, 42% from three. That's very efficient. 89% from the stripe when he played for the Wizards. But is just a good overall role player at the shooting guard position. And this is one of those guys that, again, a lot of people just are not necessarily um not necessarily not expecting to have success but a guy that is just forgotten i don't know why i mean i get why but he's a guy that as you mentioned i mean just doesn't get much recognition and this season i think he's just going to continue to sleep his way i know i had him on my fantasy team he was efficient he was effective and he's just one of those guys that especially when guys like Jokic, guys like murray were not having successful games um you know kcp was one of those guys that was able to step up to the plate and be you know an x-factor for them and so that's one of the things that does um, kind of make me feel excited about KCP this season, but just his opportunity to grow and, and really develop into something special is, is, is quite uh, quite interesting, to say the least. Do I even have to ask who your team MVP is? Are we both in agreement that it's at the Joker? Uh, yeah, it's Joker. I think we can both basically skip that question. I think it's pretty <laughs> obvious who it is. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he wins another MVP. Yeah, the team MVP is Jokic. He's the best player in the league, in my opinion, so... Obviously, if he's the best player in the league, he's got to be the best player in this team. Go ahead and give me some key draft picks and offseason moves. So my first key draft pick, I have Julian Strother uh, uh, out of Liberty. Uh, or Sorry, I'm Gonzaga. Uh, last year in 37 games, he averaged 15.2 points per game, 6.2 rebounds, 1.3 assists, shot 46.9% from the field, 40.8% from three, and 77.6% from the line. Uh, he's a little bit of a bigger guard, being 6'7", 205 pounds. Definitely more of a shooting guard, can play uh, a little bit of small forward. He also spent three years at Gonzaga. Uh, this last year, definitely t- he's taken his uh, biggest step forward. Freshman year, played in 25 games, but didn't start any. Uh, sophomore year, uh, in twenty or 32 games, he started 31 of them. And then last year, of the 37 games, he started all 37, uh, playing about 31 minutes per game. Defensively, uh, he's been he's solid. 0.8 steals per game, 0.4 blocks. Doesn't turn the ball over. Career average at one last year, 1.5. Uh, fouls, he I wouldn't say he's on the higher end. I mean, by around two fouls per game uh, in a good amount of minutes. So I wouldn't uh, take any credit away from him uh, with that one. And then the next player I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with Jalen Pickett. Uh, I think Jalen Pickett was a solid player player last year. Uh, I think that he'll have a Okay, okay, role probably more of off the bench. Uh, last year at Penn State, I get Penn State's not the biggest basketball school, but he was a second round pick, uh, 32nd overall. So, was that last pick in the draft? Uh, Jalen Pickett was, uh, at last year averaged 17.7 points per game, 7.4 rebounds, 6.6 assists, shot 50.8% from the field, 38.1 from three, and 76.3% from uh, the, the free throw line. 
Uh, he spent five years in college, had a COVID year. Uh, he spent his first three years at Siena, uh, playing in the MAC. Last two years in the Big Ten. Uh, as I mentioned before, he scored very well. Uh, for being a guard, seven, uh, well over seven rebounds per game, solid. Uh, still a good distributor at six point six assists per game. Defensively, he uh, at some point his rookie or sophomore year, or sorry, freshman year, he averaged two steals per game. About throughout the rest of his career, basically one steal per game. He also uh, averaged one point one blocks per game twice uh, at Siena, uh, but more around half a block per game. Not many turnovers for the high usage he had. He also averaged thirty six point six minutes per game last year, and the year before that at Penn State thirty seven point two. He also start. He's also started basically every single game except for one game his sophomore year, uh, and one game his freshman year. But he's played every single year. He's very experienced. He is a little bit older, so uh, he does bring that value of being able to be more, not a veteran presence, obviously, because he's a rookie, but be able to have more of that maturity uh, in the locker room with a lot of the other guys. And then for my one player um, offseason moves, I have Justin Holiday, uh, brother of Drew Holiday. Uh, Justin has been solid. I mean, he's moved around in his career a lot. Uh, I mean, 76 years, Warriors, or was with the Hawks, Bulls. I mean, he's been basically everywhere. I want to say he's been with 10 different teams or nine different teams, something along those lines. Last year in 46 games, 4.5 points per game, 1.2 rebounds, 0.9 assists, 37.7 from the field, 32.2 from three. Uh, last year shot pretty bad, 62.5% from the free throw line. His career average is 81.7. Uh, I don't know. I don't really fault him as much because uh, he did only play in 46 games, only started two of them, only averaging – 15.3 minutes per game, which I believe is basically the lowest of his entire career, except for like his first couple seasons in the league. But we've also seen him uh, put up some good numbers when he was like with Indiana, where he played 72 games, where he's averaged 10.5 points per game, 1.7 rebound or 1.7 assists, 3.6 rebounds. Uh, again, defensively, he's got about a steal per game, about half a block per game. Doesn't turn over, doesn't foul. I think he's going to be a decent role guy coming off the bench for this team. Yeah, so I'm going to go with J- Julian Strother forward from Gonzaga. It was a pick that was traded from the Pacer- Pacers. excuse me. Great shooter, which always helps you get into the league. I put in up front parentheses and kind of like a lull just because, I mean, anytime you're able to shoot, especially in today's NBA, it doesn't matter if you can't play defense. If you can shoot, you're, you're very efficient. Shot 40.8% from three last season at Gonzaga, but also not only is he good at shooting, he's able to attack the rim. He's tremendous at floaters, a very underrated aspect of his game. He's also a great spot-up shooter. He ranked in the 97th percentile in college, which, if you guys do not know, that's a very elite company. Great rebounder. While also, you know, be crucial for, you know, being off a good rebounder off the bench. His jump shot has had a bit of an interesting release. And my biggest question mark is how will it work in the NBA? Obviously, a lot of quickness, being faster, all that stuff. But if it's effective, I don't If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But just kind of something to take notice of. He isn't super athletic as well, especially coming out of the draft. How does he make up for it? Well, I think it's because of his shooting. And he's a projectable player like a Josh Hart and is a great comparison. So really like him. And he comes from a great school there in Gonzaga. Jalen Pickett, guard from Penn State. Again, traded from the Pacers as well. Hated watching him play at Penn State, mainly because he torched Iowa. It seemed like every game. He also led Penn State in points, rebounds, assists, and steal. Do you think he was impactful at all there for Penn State? The answer is yes. Great playmaking upside, particularly coming into the NBA. He was a 39% shooter from beyond the arc last season. A good positional rebounder. And he could add a bit more size, but that's basically it. And one of the best players in the entire draft. He's joined a super team. You're able to get him there in the second round. There's obviously some good depth at the guard position. And as you mentioned, Justin Holiday, free agent, shooting guard, point guard from the Mavs, veteran guard, 
more focused on his defense is one of his main strengths, ability to improve his shooting down the line. Great rebounder, does all the dirty work that most guys don't want to do. Got that dog in him, plays like a Pat Bev, and he may some and may some see may see some minutes, excuse me, on a very talented Nuggets roster. Go ahead and give me your two keys to success. So my first key to success is keep doing what you're doing. I mean, you have the best player in the NBA. Uh, you have uh, the Robin on the team and Jamal Murray, who on most teams would be the number one guy. Aaron Gordon, I really like. You have other guys like KCP, MPJ. Great, uh, great options there. Be able to go out and defend, but also be able to score very well. You have a solid bench at this point. Uh, you lost guys like Bruce Brown in the offseason, who I think was a very solid player coming up the bench for them. Uh, it was a good score, but I mean, you had the two-time MVP. Should have been three-time. I'm gonna say it should have been three-time MVP. Uh, there in Jokic, I just think that you need to keep on doing. doing. And then the next one is gonna be big man depth outside of Jokic. Uh, at the center position, I mean, yeah, you have DeAndre Jordan, but uh, the next next guy up, I mean, after him is a little bit sketchy. I do like Aaron Gore. I mean, he's not gonna play the five. Uh, but you have other guys like Jay Huff or uh, Zeke Naji. You don't really have that third guy uh, behind uh, other guys like DeAndre Jordan and Nicola. And I'm not a big fan of DeAndre. He's getting older. You need someone to be able to play a good, solid uh, role, be a more solid uh, role guy coming off the bench at the big man position. And you don't really have that. Yeah, you can play a lot of minutes and it has a lot of usage. But again, he doesn't really get a lot of. Uh, time off, and I think if you're able to give him a little more time off, uh, rest in the game, he'd be even more effective than what he already is. First key to success for me, Jokic, just continue to not care about basketball, to be quite frank. Like, whatever you're doing, just don't fix it, right? And he's one of the best players in the entire league, as mentioned, so just continue to do Jokic's thing. But I also added Jamal Murray continue to stay healthy and be quote-unquote playoff Murray throughout the season. I'm not saying that he's not, but he's definitely not as effective in the regular season compared to the postseason, which obviously is more important to be effective during the postseason. But it is going to be nice, especially for laying off some of the stress in general on this team, just being able to have some success there and you know having some success in the regular season as well. But Jamal Murray is a very... Very tremendous player, and we all know that. A great point guard there for them. And so that's one of the things that does excite me about this Denver Nuggets team is having that kind of one-two punch there. And there's also some surrounding players as well. Maybe it is one of the reasons why he isn't able to have as much success in the regular season compared to the postseason. But, hey, I'd rather take a, a playoff Murray in the postseason compared to the regular season. But I do think it would add some of the – relieve some of the stress, excuse me, on the offense and defensive sides there. What about your standings prediction? So, I haven't finished in second. I know that they just won the finals last year. They have the best player in the league. But this, I mean, the the Suns team, what they did, adding Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, Booker, I mean, they're solid. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic is a solid center there. Uh, I think between those two teams, it's definitely hard to say because just how good Murray and Jokic can be with these other guys. But it's also hard putting them above uh, that trio, Beal, Booker, and Durant. So I have finishing second, but I think, honestly, it could be super close. I think it could go either way. I think it will only be maybe a game or two separation between the two of them. I'm going to go and go ahead with third. I mean, I'm just going to go and err on the side of skepticism. I don't think they finish any lower than third, especially if they're able to stay healthy. But as you mentioned, the Suns are a very, you know, <laughs> great team. There's a lot of other teams that can have success and win the Western Conference this season. But for me, I'm going to go with third. I think maybe a little bit of – I'm not – I hate saying, like, there's going to be, like, a major injury because that's not 
obviously fair to say, but maybe something like that happens or they're just not able to mesh as well as they were last season and maybe have a little bit of a hangover effect from you know, winning a championship. So I'm not too sure. But for me, um, I'm going to go ahead and go with third. That doesn't mean that I don't think they're good, obviously. I just think that as time goes on, they'll continue to get better and better. And uh, we can have a chance to maybe go back-to-back this season, which would be tremendous for Nuggets fans. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Truth. I hope you guys did enjoy it. If you guys did, make sure you follow The Truth on Twitter at The Truth as one to stay up to date with the latest information regarding The Truth, including podcast dates, podcast uploads, and other important information of value. Thank you for listening to the On the Court series. We do really appreciate it. It was obviously a fun series as usual. I'm thank- thankful that it's over. Uh, just so much going on. But hey, you know what? The NBA season's right around the corner, so I hope you guys are excited for that. Big thanks to AJ as well for joining me in all 30 of these shows. And if you guys did like what you listened to here on The Truth, we got a little bit of some leeway here. We got just football podcasts coming up, at least you know for now. So it's a little bit of stress um, off your guys' plate, and off our plate as well. But um, we are I'm going to be doing at least some college basketball podcasts soon. But if you guys did enjoy this, make sure you do follow The Truth on Twitter. The Truth has one to stay up to date with the latest information regarding The Truth, including podcast dates, podcast uploads. Another important information of value, make sure you follow the truth on Instagram and TikTok at the.tt.truth as well. And as always, I'm your host, one you love the most, joined once again by AJ Ponciano. Take care and good night.